Thank you, choir. It's a great reminder. It's the power of the cross that allows us to approach God because it's through the cross God made a way for us to receive forgiveness for our sin and that we can enter into a relationship with God by faith in Him. And and that's why we celebrate Christmas. It's all about Christ. And that's what we've been challenged with this Advent season. Uh, We have been challenged with three challenges so far. And I have a fourth challenge for you today. The first challenge that we were confronted with in Advent uh, was to worship fully this season. Meaning that not only in our day-to-day activities do we want to be mindful of Christ, but also we want to set aside time, not just Sunday morning, but just throughout the week, that we can focus in and worship Christ for who He is. And we talked about a number of ways to do that, whether it would be an Advent devotional, or maybe read through one of the Gospels, or there are several different ways you could do it, but that's one of the challenges we were confronted with and challenged with. Another one was to spend less on things that don't last and give more to things that do. And I wonder, how, you're, how are you doing with all that so far? You know, have you been challenged with that? Has it changed somewhat how you've been walking through this Christmas season? Maybe, maybe not, I don't know. But it has challenged me. And uh, we've been working on some gifts a little differently this season. I've been working on some handmade gifts And let me just tell you something, that takes longer than buying it in the store. That's what I figured out. It takes a lot longer, so, you know, we've been trying to crunch time to get them all done, and some we just haven't gotten to, but it's at least changed our thinking to some degree, and it's helped us to be a little more intentional. So maybe you've been challenged by this Advent season as well. Well, the fourth, fourth challenge that I have for you this morning is to love all. And in order to embrace and accept this challenge, we have to first answer three questions. The first question is, what is love? What do I mean by that? Uh, The second question is, uh, who should we love? And the third question is, how do we love? And I think if we can answer these three questions, we can embrace this idea that we should love all, not only this Christmas season, but throughout the year. So let's consider the first question. What is love? A group of professionals posed this question to a group of children from ranging from five to eight years old, basically asking these children, what does love mean? What is love? And let me just read some of their definitions. Elaine, who is a five-year-old little girl, said love is when... Mommy gives daddy the biggest piece of chicken. I agree with that. That's a, that's a great, great form of love there. Uh, Carl, who's another five-year-old, said, says this. Love is when girls put on perfume and boys put on shaving cologne and they go out and smell each other. That's, what they do. that's just love. Love is in the air. Or something's in the air. Some smelling cologne. Uh, lastly, uh, Bobby, who's age seven, says this. Love is in the room at Christmas when you stop opening presents and listen. You know, seven-year-old. That love is in the room when you stop opening presents and listen. So if you were to define love this morning, how would you define it? What definition would you give? Well, the Apostle John helps us with 
the definition in 1 John 4, 7-12. And I want to read this to you. And I want to use God's Word as a basis for the definition that we will use for love. And then we'll go and seek on to answer the other questions as well. So, 1 John 4, verses 7-12. through 12. This is what John writes. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent His only Son into the world, so that we might live through Him. In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that He loved us, and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and His love is perfected in us. And so if we want to construct the definition of love, if we want to truly know what love is, we must look to the one from the source of where love comes from, And John tells us that God is love and love is from God. And he goes on to say that that God puts His love on display in its fullness by giving His Son. By sending His Son so that we might live through Him. And so God sends His Son for us so that we can live through Him. In other words, He sent His Son, He gave His Son for our good. It's a good thing that we know Christ and live through Christ. And so if we come to a definition of love, I think we could at least say that love involves giving. Okay? And and we all kind of know that already, even Christmas time, you know, we we spend this season giving gifts, for example, is one way that we demonstrate love. But it's not just any type of giving. I would say love is not just giving in general, but love is giving for the good of another person. It's, It's giving to someone for their good. And what I mean by their good is that, that we give of ourselves, of our resources and whatnot to someone else so that they can become more of who God wants them to be. Because we know God is good, right? And so to be good is to be godly. And so what we want to do is give of ourselves in order to help people discover and follow God's ways. Because that's good. That is the best For me, that's the best for you. That's the best for anyone. And so, God gives His Son. We see in 1 John 4, He gives His Son so that we may receive eternal life. And that is good. And so, my definition for love, based on this passage, would be that love is giving for the good. It's giving for the good of another. So now that we've answered what is love, let's consider this next question. Who should we love? Well, there are three categories of people we are told to love in the Bible. The first category of people is uh, those you know. So this could be family, friends, co-workers, neighbors. These are people you have a relationship with, those you know. Uh, And there are several scriptures that attest to this truth, that we love those we know. 
But there's another category of people that we love as Christians. If the love of God is flowing through you, this is a group of people you love. And that is uh, those that you that you know, but you don't like knowing. <laughs> you know, there, there are those you, you know, and then there are those who you don't like knowing. And so, you know, Jesus tells us to love both those we know and those we don't like knowing. And he refers to them as our enemies, for example. In Matthew 5, 43-48, this is what he says. You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be the sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. So if the love of God is flowing through you, you will not only be able to love those you know, but you'll also be able to seek the good of those who are not seeking your good. Your enemies, those that you don't like knowing. But there's a third group that we are to love as well. And we are to love those that we do not know. And for example, James writes this in James chapter 1, verse 27. He says, Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. And so here we see there are at least two groups of people that we should love, even though we may not know them. And those groups are the widows and the orphans. These are people we should love, even though you may not know who they are or have a relationship with them, with them, with them we, should, we should love them. And so some of the ways that we can love them is by uh, giving of our time and resources to ministries that seek to help widows, orphans, the vulnerable, the poor, like, for example, Broad Street Ministry Center. Uh, when you give your time and resources to that ministry, you are helping those that you may not know, but there are people that we should love. Or when you give to the share room here at our church, as we feed those in our community, you, know, you may never know these people, but you are loving them. You are participating in an act of love toward them, even though you may not know them. And there's another group of people that you do not know that you can love and participate in loving, and that is those who don't know Christ. The unreached people groups of the world. There are people around the world who have never heard about Jesus Christ, and among their people group, there is no Christian influence. There's, there's not a Christian present. There's no church. And so when you contribute, for example, to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, you are enabling people to go to those people and share Christ with them and serve them with the love of Christ. And so though you may never know them, you may never meet them, you can love those that you do not know by praying for them, by giving to them, uh, sending missionaries, uh, contributing to the Broad Street Ministry, for example, the share room of the church. There are ways you can be actively involved in loving even though you may never know them. And so... If the love of God is, throwing, is flowing through you, you can love those you know, those you don't like knowing, and those 
You do not know. But now let's answer that third question. How do we love? If we're going to love all, practically how does that work itself out? How can we love people well? Uh, Even during this season and throughout the year. Well, there's a book that was written several years ago. Some of you may have read this book. Uh, The title of the book is The Five Love Languages by uh, Gary Chapman. And actually the church that we were members of in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, uh, Gary Chapman was the associate pastor of that church. And so we got to know him a little bit and uh, really appreciate his ministry. And what he did in this book, and you may not agree with everything he writes in the book, but I think he gives some very practical ways of understanding how we can love people well and how people receive our love. And what, he's, what he does in this book, uh, per the title, Five Love Languages, is he says there are basically five ways that you can speak love into people's lives and they can receive it and understand it. There are five ways we can practically love one another. And those five love languages are uh, quality time, gifts, acts of service, physical touch, and words of affirmation. Okay? These are the ways in which we can communicate love to people and they can receive our love. Okay? And I'll let you get the book and go into more detail, but I want to give you a little summary of these and how we can practically love all this season. Remember what I said earlier when we define love. Love is, is giving for the good of another person. It's, it's giving for the good of another person. So one of the ways that we can give of ourselves for their good is by giving our time. And what Dr. Chapman says in this book is that there are certain people who uh, experience love more fully by giving their time and receiving time. Like this, the quality time. They love to spend quality time with people and that's how they experience love most fully. They can experience love in other ways, but this is what he calls their primary love language. And so you may think about this this Christmas. You know, who is it that you know that would like for you to spend time with them? Just have their attention and just have quality time with that person. For other people, it may be gifts, which... Christmas time tends to be the time we give gifts, you know, tangible expressions of our love to people. And that may be a way you can communicate love to uh, a grandchild or a child or a friend or a nephew or a parent or a grandparent. This may be a way you can demonstrate that love. For others, it may be a physical touch, a hug, holding their hand, giving a kiss. That's the way they, they most fully experience your, your care and concern and your love for them. Others that you know, and maybe you're one of these folks as well, the way you uh, know that someone loves you or the way it's communicated most fully to you is when they do something for you, some acts of, act of service. And so maybe they help you with a project or they come alongside you and, you know, they help you clean your house or uh, put together a bookshelf or wash your car or rake your yard. There's some type of hands-on, giving of your effort, display of love, and that really speaks to you and tells you, you know, this person really loves me. 
Or maybe you know people in your family or friends or neighbors that you know, that's, that's the best way I think I could communicate love to them and they, they can receive it. And so it's an act of service that you can do. It's a giving of your effort. And the fifth way to show love is through words of affirmation. You know, many of the people that you come in contact this season are in need of a word of encouragement. Whether this is your primary love language or not, it never hurts to give a word of encouragement, right? But for some people, to hear you say, I love you, I care about you, your God's got a great plan for you, He's at work in you. I mean, to hear those things, to affirm them and see what God's doing in their life, affirm who they are, is a way to express love to them. One of those children, eight-year-old Jessica, she said this, she said, uh, you really shouldn't say I love you unless you mean it. But if you mean it, you should say it a lot because people forget. And isn't that the truth? And so I want to encourage you even Christmas, don't assume people know you love them. Tell them. Tell them you love them. Affirm them. Encourage them. And for some people that you know, you may be thinking, Ron, it's very hard for me to encourage this person um, I just don't know what I would say. Just look for God's grace in their life. Everybody's made in the image of God. There's something about that person that is reflective of God in some way, shape, or form. Even though it may be small, pay attention, be intentional, and highlight that part of them. Encourage them and affirm them. And so hearing a word of encouragement for some will be better than if you wrapped up a gift and put it under, under the tree. I mean, just to hear those words of life and love coming into their ears will be a great encouragement. Now, one thing you may be asking is, okay, Ron, these all sound great and they're very practical, but how do I know which to do? You know, how do I know if I should, you know, give a gift to this person or an act of service to this person or a word of affirmation to this person? That's a great question. And Chapman goes on in his book and he says that the way you can usually tell Someone's primary love language is how they show love to other people. And so, for example, if you have a friend that loves to give gifts, just take note because that's probably the way they experience love more fully is by receiving gifts. Or if you have a member of your family that is very, uh, you know, full of words of affirmation, you know, every time they see you, they telling you how much they love you and how special you are and whatnot. If they're like that, if they like to share those types of words of affirmation often, most likely that's their love language and you can speak that back to them. Or it could be physical touch. If you're part of a family and there's you know, that aunt or uncle or somebody that always is hugging people, take note. That may be the way they experience love more fully as well. So this, this requires us to pay attention To be intentional, which is something we've talked about throughout this Advent season. We need to be intentional, we need to be personal, and we need to be active in expressing our love to other people. And it's not that, you know, you have these primary love languages and you can't experience love in any other way. That's not true. So you may say, well, I'm only going to do this for this person. I'm only going to tell them I love them, but I'm never going to do anything else for them. That's not what he's saying. He's just saying, usually all of us have this dominant way that we experience love, but we all experience love in all five of those ways. So, you know, 
Don't feel like you're a failure if you say, oh, I, you know, I gave this person a gift and their love language is, you know, words of affirmation. You know, I'm a failure. No, that's not true. You're exp- you're, they're experiencing love from you. You're displaying love. But what I'm saying is let's, let's pay attention. Let's be intentional. And let's even more fully help them to experience the love we have for them. Uh, both for those that we know, those that we don't like knowing, and those even that we don't know. And really when it comes down to it, when you talk about loving, you know, you are not loving someone unless you're giving. If you think about it. If you, if you love someone, it's impossible not to give of yourself. It's impossible not to express that in some way. And we see it in God. God is love, and we see Him expressing that, and not only creating us, but redeeming us through His Son, Jesus Christ. And so the only way that this type of love that can flow through us, that we can love those who love us, we can even love those who hate us, and we can even love those that we don't even know, the only way that type of love can flow through us is if we're connected to the source of love, and that is God. And the way we're connected to God is through His Son, Jesus Christ. You know, John said that, God sent His Son, He gave His Son, so that we might live through Him. So the only way to live this life of love to the glory of God is through Jesus Christ. And when you're connected to that source of love, it will flow fast and often as long as you let it. And as often as you let it. And it was Mother Teresa that said this, she said, it's Christmas time every time you let God love others through you. It's Christmas time every time you allow God to love others through you. And she goes on to say that it's Christmas time every time you smile at your brother and offer him a hand. If you know Christ, you are God's agent of redemption in the world. You are the conduit through which His love, His redeeming love, can be experienced by all those around you. So as we depart from here today, you know, let us allow God's love to flow through us as we give of our time, you know, give of our gifts, give someone that hug, or give someone our effort, or encourage someone with a word of affirmation. And that's how we can love all, both this season and throughout the year. Let us pray together. God, we are so grateful that you loved us so much, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You sent your Son, even though we didn't like you, we were not seeking you, Uh, We were not asking to be redeemed. Uh, We were even enemies of you. But yet, your love for us uh, sent your Son so that we can experience that love. We can experience a relationship with you. We can have our sin forgiven. We can live the life that you created us to live. And not only that, but we can allow your love to flow through us As we love those who love us, as we love those who hate us, and as we love those that we don't even know. 
Lord, help us this season to be uh, a rushing river of your redeeming love. And I pray that everyone we come in contact with will experience a taste of who you are. And it's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.